Hello and welcome to the Web Surfers. I'm your number one host, Fox. And I'm your number two host, Bella. And this week we're talking about dining. From manners to tipping to the world's weirdest restaurants, we're covering it all. And we're searching the oceanic depths of the internet to help us do so. Right, so before we start surfing, what are your opinions on dining? Do you like to go out to dinner and... If so, do you prefer like a proper sit-down restaurant or more of a casual fast food experience? I am a fan of dining out when I can afford to do so. Yeah. But because of the money situation, it's more often kind of a fast food experience. Yeah, I mean, that's understandable. I think, you know, the word fine is often found in association with the word dining. Yes. And... When you put those two together, it does mean expensive, generally speaking. And if it doesn't have the word fine in front of it, it's either bad or very good fast food. Yeah. Like, I'd say the most, like, the fanciest restaurant I'll go to on, like, on the reg is going to be, like, Wagamama. (laughs) Or, like, um, there's a pho restaurant in Nottingham that me and Catherine haven't been to yet. A pho... Did you say fur restaurant? Fur. Oh, okay. I was thinking F U R. And I was thinking like conversation pit covered in fur. No, that would be fun though, wouldn't it? That would be good. 70s. I don't know what they would serve though, because fur. no one wants to eat fur, because I think that that would maybe be one of the most unpleasant sensory experiences that one yeah. could have would just be trying to like just chew a big wad of <laughs> fur yeah <laughs> well no. exactly you'd make that noise because you'd immediately like hack a up a hairball yeah yeah uh yeah so n- no that that's not what i meant i meant fur okay continue <laughs> um uh, but yeah i mean generally speaking i like eating yummy tasty food but i quite like eating it in my own house if i can order food that's great Hmm. I like being able to watch like my dumb TV shows in the privacy of my own home and eat yummy food. It really depends on the food for me. Pizza is absolutely an eat at home food whilst watching a movie or, you know, your favorite finale. Like it's like a special occasion eat at home food for me. Sure. Like I've got a particularly good two episodes of tv to watch or a movie i've been really looking forward to that's that's a pizza and soda occasion sure almost any other food for me though aside from you know like mcdonald's and kfc i would probably rather go to a restaurant and this is partially because i don't leave my house very often so mm. this is like the main thing so that it's I a would... nice treat yeah this is the main thing that i would leave my house for and enjoy it because then the other things I leave my house for are like running errands and going to the doctors or whatever. Yeah, not fun. So yeah, I love going out to eat and I like fine dining. Like I like the fancy shit. I like the shit that, you know, makes you a little bit uncomfortable because it's so fancy. That's where I really thrive. And I don't uh, think to look I've at me you would expect that because, you know, I'm pierced. I got a buzz cut. Generally speaking, I'm found in like track pants and, you know, uh, like a muscle tee or whatever. So I don't look like 
the beacon of fanciness. However, my house is decorated very fancy. It is, rather. And I do care about fancy things. Like, I'm the kind of person who has separate, like, white wine and red wine glasses. I don't just, like, put it in a mug. It's got to go in the right glass. I've got... I got separate cocktail glasses, I got champagne flutes, I got whiskey glasses, I got the whole kit and caboodle. Got lots of different plates. For, I've got square plates for certain occasions. I've got wow. circular plates for different occasions. You know, I really care about, I guess, aesthetics and, and the proper way to do things. And restaurants really appeal to me. I like being served too. I think that <laughs> it just really appeals to me. I like to be a bit spoiled, a little bit of a <laughs> prince type. <laughs> and having people bring me, you know, present me with a, a, a an expensive bottle of red and be like, would you like to try this one or whatever? And I like have the little sip of it and like the little taster glass and then order the bottle or whatever. Oh my God. I like that I've shit. Never it makes that. me feel really good. <laughs> I don't do it very often. I would like to um, say this is very much like a birthday (laughs) experience. Yeah. I go to like less fancy restaurants than that probably. Mm. I'd like to say once a month, but it's probably more like once every other month. Yeah, me too. I'm not going all the time. And then like proper fancy for like birthdays, really. Yeah. Wherein I'll be like, yeah, I want to go to yeah Rick Stein's seafood place and have lobster or whatever. Yeah, well, fair enough. Might as well go support I Rick still Stein. Never, I'm still not someone who's spending like hundreds at dinners no. or whatever, but I do like that kind of like, this place has a dress code and a valet, you know? No, see, I get, <laughs> I get well stressed about that sort of thing. Like, <laughs> me and my girlfriend are both students still um and so you you just kind of have to, i mean i'm not saying this is true for all students but you gotta start living frugally as a student yeah and we're not good at living frugally because we'll go out in nottingham and there's a lot of like street food vendors and like mm. little like boba tea places and stuff and i will spend a lot of money on those sorts of things but i'm never we're never really going to restaurants that much yeah well i think it's an age thing partially it's definitely also just like you know a life stage thing yeah when i was more like your guys age i used to spend all of my money on going out to like nightclubs and bars yeah that's what we spend most of my money doing now i never go to nightclubs and i prefer to drink at home you know in australia too entertaining is like a big deal so like when you're looking at houses oh yeah you a need lot like an outdoor try and sell a house. exactly they'll try and sell you a house based on having an, an outdoor entertainment area that is incredibly desirable because mm. the weather is so like hot and nice a lot of the time but also yeah people just don't go out to bars and stuff as much they tend to get drunk at each other's houses so yeah i wish people did that more here but it's too fucking cold well because alcohol is so expensive booze is so expensive like the dinner thing seems more worth it to me but if i do go out to a bar and i order like a $9 glass of wine, which is pretty good for bars over here even. Jeez. I just think, oh God, I've got a $9 bottle of wine at home. At my house you know? right now. Yeah. yeah. 
I know. And I just can't quite ever like weigh up the financial gain at the moment of going to a bar. But with a restaurant, I'm paying for like the environment, the service, the getting dressed up, the polite conversation and the drinks too. But it's not so focused on the drinks. So you don't care so much that you're shelling out a little bit more for like two glasses of wine because it kind of goes with everything else. Mm. The just going to a bar to drink extremely expensive drinks. I don't know. It... It doesn't appeal to me as much. Not unless, maybe if there's music. Yeah. That's slightly different. But just going to sit in like a dark room to drink booze. I'm like, well, I can just sit in my own dark room and drink booze. But I can't like cook this amazing like five star meal. Do you know what I mean? That's very true. Yeah. And I do really like the the, um, opportunity to get dressed up because I don't get one a lot, but I do have a lot of really nice clothes. So generally speaking, I'm just stuck in, you know, slides, as I said, slides, track pants, a t-shirt or whatever. I just, I vote just start dressing up just to sit around. That's what I do. I see. I don't like being uncomfortable though. (laughs) I don't want to wear jeans to sit around. Okay. That's fair enough. You know? Or like trousers, because I don't wear dresses or anything. No. And I just feel like jeans and trousers are just inherently more uncomfortable than track pants and like basketball shorts or whatever. So I do like the opportunity to be very done up. It's going to end up being like that episode of the IT crowd where Douglas Renham is like looking for new trousers or whatever. Oh no, it's Moss is looking (laughs) for new trousers and he ends up buying women's slacks. Yeah, where's ladies slacks? (laughs) And he like, <laughs> like can't stop walking really fast because <laughs> they're really That's literally me. I have one pair of women's trousers remaining. All the rest are, are men's. Gone, but yeah. I have one black pair of ladies slacks that remain. And because um, I just love them. They're so cute. Like proper wide leg, kind of short in the ankle. Yeah, it's nice. And Comfy. Yeah, they're just the best but i do feel like moss <laughs> just do have <laughs> the urge slaps. to walk really fast <laughs> speaking uh, of um you know getting dressed up to go to restaurants sure. the one thing that really fucks me off more than anything else is um so i'll go to these places you know they're they're like rated like five stars i'm not saying michelin star obviously but you know by the local like foodie magazines or whatever. The local riffraff. The local riffraff are giving them five stars <laughs> to the KFC at the mall. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you go to this place and you've put on dress shoes or what have you, kind of done yourself up a bit. And I get there and there's so many beautiful women dressed up in cocktail dresses stilettos you know they're wearing like louboutin ferragamo shoes kind of yeah thing. they're like they've gone the whole the way hair has been blown out yeah you know lovely and they're sat opposite their shiny headed husbands <laughs> who are in either an ill-fitting polo shirt or button-up it's the polo shirts man i fucking hate it's them it's just creased baggy sweaty in the pits and then they've got cargo shorts on and then worst of fucking all is they've got flip-flops on yeah you can't be doing that you put them dogs away in the restaurant 
in a restaurant, you do not have your fucking feet out under any circumstances unless they have been <laughs> buffed and manicured within an inch of their goddamn life. I do not want to see. Even still, I don't want to see them while I'm trying to eat. A woman with a classy peep-toe heel is allowed. Sandals sure. and thongs in the restaurant. Mm-mm. I'm mentally slapping you upside the head if I see that shit. You're cracked, ashen feet. Staring at me whilst I'm trying to enjoy my bread. One snaggly toenail. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's never people with the beautiful feet. Not that I particularly think any feet can be beautiful, but it's always the people with the worst feet. You know, just the real, the real barkers are just out for everybody <laughs> to see. And it is heinous. And Australians are particularly guilty of it. They love having their feet out. And yes. I'll allow it in the KFC or the Hungry yeah, well, Jacks whatever. because that's what that's what I've signed up for, isn't it? I walk into a KFC at two p.m. to get like a bucket of bad yeah, meat. People might have their feet out. That's okay. <laughs> I've signed up to see some feet, but I go to Rick Stein's pizza place that's like by a you know an infinity pool and whatnot and all the waitresses are in dresses and heels and you know everyone it looks great i do not want to see your cracked heels no god no or your yellow toenails it's just not allowed i just think that show some respect for yourself and your wife yeah, honest. it's the wives I just feel so bad for. It's terrible. I know, because they look beautiful. Truly they've, sad. This, they've clearly actually like gone to the Mac counter and had someone do their makeup, you know, like two yeah, hours yeah. earlier they've or whatever. They've had like a whole day dedicated to this. Preparing to going to this lovely restaurant for like their birthday or whatever. And the husband can't even be bothered to put on a pair of shorts that doesn't have eight pockets on it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, so sad. You know, honestly, this is actually part of it for me, though. I love dining so much, partially because I like judging other people there, too. This is what I was saying about weddings, is that... It's people watching. It's good good people watching, and you get good spectacles. I love when I sit down for a date with my husband, and we get seated at a table, like, next to two people who are clearly on a first date. Yeah. And you get to listen into their horrible first date conversation or sometimes it's really lovely and you'll come away and yeah, be then like you walk away and you're like oh, oh isn't that lovely i reckon they'll get another date in or whatever yeah well that's why i like watching that tv show first date yes it's that a great is show. really really good show actually one of my ultimate favorite reality <laughs> tv programs um so what is so you go down to a restaurant menu appears in front of you and whatever you most want appears on that page basically just one meal just your main meal so forget desserts and sides and uh starters just your dream meal and your dream drink to go with it shout out to off menu podcast by the way go listen to off menu podcast yeah this is this is absolutely ripped from them (laughs) i'm ripping them off currently but um i love a icy cold still water over any other drink i would say can't get but yeah all right okay my main i honestly think like this is again so i don't eat out very often but when i stop over in birmingham to see my girlfriend up in nottingham i will always 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 
go to Tortilla, which is a Mexican restaurant. Not that I think it's particularly, like, loyal. The best? Or, um, okay. <laughs> like, great. What, what, what am I trying to say? Authentic, I guess. Authentic, I don't know if it's yes, authentic. Okay. Um, I've never been to Mexico. <laughs> probably not. I would say it's probably pretty good Tex-Mex as far as the UK goes. Yeah. But honestly... I just fucking love a big burrito with some chips on the side, like tortilla chips on the side. Just a good, good burrito. I'm not saying tortilla is the one. I'm just saying if someone can make me the perfect burrito, I'm talking two different types of beans, black and pinto beans, and maybe refried mm-hmm. as well, if you're going for that. Oh, gotta have, gotta have refried. Couple gotta. different types of cheeses. I would usually say fake meat burrito filling like carne but yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah, it depends like i could go for roasted vegetables too mm-hmm. salsa verde spicy red salsa lots of guacamole mm-hmm. sour cream and then a whole side dish of cholula hot sauce that i can dip it in that's all i want beautiful choice i think cholula is really the um chili on top for me. Yeah, I like Valentina hot sauce as well, but they're quite similar. I'm a big fan of Frank's. Oh. Frank's Extra Hot. That's yes. my go-to at the moment, but Cholula will probably always be number one in my heart. It's great. It's just great. Um, And then for my drink, uh, you know what, actually? I think, like, fresh limeade. Ooh. I love, that's a good I love one. limeade Ooh. so much. Yeah, see, I like limeade and lemonade, but the shit has got to be freshly squeezed. Oh, yeah, Do I'm talking still. not come to me with any of that from concentrate fizzy bullshit. Because you yeah. know what happens if you ask someone for a lemonade in this country? They give you a Sprite. Yeah. That's not like, fucking it's lemonade. Not it's just not. It's not. <laughs> I'm talking freshly squeezed still limeade. That's just lime juice, water, and sugar. Yeah, exactly. It's just got to be the fruit, a little, some sugar, depending on how sour you like it, and then water. That's all it needs to be. And that is the best drink in the world. I have actually said that if I had, like, you know, a magic tap that would just pour out freshly squeezed lemonade, I would quit drinking. Like, I think my (laughs) desire to even drink alcohol (laughs) would dissipate if I could have on tap freshly squeezed lemonade whenever I wanted it. I think I prefer limeade, but I do love freshly squeezed lemonade as well. I haven't had limeade in a hot minute. I think they're both really good. It would depend... I don't know. I guess what I was eating, to be fair. Yeah. I think limeade goes better with Mexican food. Yeah, and then a, lo- a lemonade would go better with, like, fish and chips. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. True. Um, yeah, I <laughs> honestly think it's the only drink I would give up alcohol for. Because, um, so to get into my, you know, drinks and food, I only really drink three things, excluding lemonade, is I drink wine I drink water and I drink tea. I'm really uninterested in juices, Anything fizzy drinks, and, and other types of alcohol, really, unless it's <laughs> a very good scotch. I love good scotch. It gets me really fucking drunk, though, so I don't often have it in my house, A, because it's expensive, and B, because, like, I'll have a double sure. on the rocks and then be like, eh, 
I'll have another double and then I'm just hammered. Yeah, then it's too Whereas late. Whereas wine, <laughs> I can kind of more casually drink over an evening and not feel hungover or drunk. I respect that. I'm not a red wine drinker, but I respect it. I I am on occasion. So if I'm going to order, my starter would be mussels. No, no, no. Hold on. No. We agreed no starters. Oh, yeah. I did say no starters. Well, okay. Ignore that then. And then my main would be either a king prawn or a mixed seafood Alfredo fettuccine. That has been your favorite food since you were probably six, which is the funniest thing for a six-year-old to say. Like, you ask a six-year-old what their favorite food is, it should probably, by all means, be like chicken nuggets. And even as a six-year-old, you were like, lobster Alfredo, because <laughs> we used to go to Red Lobster all the time. <laughs> I used to say my favorite foods were mussels, oysters lobster and then alfredo with king prawns yeah and it made us sound like we were really posh whereas we lived in like we really were not we were not the closest i have gotten to posh is like the last like year of my life (laughs) and even still Uh... it's lower middle class at best (laughs) and um yeah i know i was just such a bougie kid but yeah that was like you know with like a side of garlic bread is my absolute favorite. And with that, I would probably have a really nice crisp Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> Crispy. Crunchy. <laughs> a crunch. A good old crunchy one. Yeah, I, I eat the glass afterwards. Just yeah. give that a real good mouthing. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Can I tell you about my experience? <laughs> I was going to say, we should start surfing. But you know what? Tell me about your experience. Right. Okay. So this happened last night. And I count this as dining out because I did eat whilst I was there. We went. <laughs> okay. Me and my girlfriend and two of our friends went to Weatherspoons last night. By that logic, like even going to visit someone in prison could be like... Dining out. as dining out. But I'll <laughs> allow it. I ate chocolate fudge cake with ice cream whilst i was there and i think that counts because right. the server brought it to me <laughs> okay but the that part is largely irrelevant to the story i'm about to tell you okay so if you're not from the uk weatherspoons is a chain of pubs and they suck but the drinks are really cheap yeah. and it's usually the only thing open on a monday night so I miss Weatherspoons, honestly. <laughs> you don't. You Dearly. won't after this. You will not after this story. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, you can cure my homesickness, <laughs> yeah. actually. Please. Okay. So, me and my friend, um, we go out for a, for a little smoky, little smoky break. Sure. Fine. Little vape yeah. break, if you will. Um, <laughs> this is about... 11.30. My dad is there. He's not with us on the smoke break, but he has arrived at Weatherspoons for a drink or so, but he's not here for this situation. He just gets mad about it afterwards. We go out for a smoke. We meet a man with a very cute dog, and we're like, ah, oh, what a cute dog. We have a nice little conversation about dogs. This man is absolutely wasted, but he has a dog, and so we're talking to him. Fine, whatever. He goes to sit down with his friends on the other side of the smoking area, and then his other friend gets up, and sort of meanders very drunkenly over to me and my friend. 
Oh, God. The way the conversation starts is that he's with his friend who's a mixed race and he goes, oh, my friend hates white people. And I thought we were having a little fucking kiki, a little fucking joke in the smoking area. So I go, haha, fair enough. And like thinking that was going to be the end of the conversation. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're having a nice little like banter about yeah. white people. Cool, fine. Um, keep in mind the guy who brought this whole thing up is white, and so I was a bit afraid of what was going to happen. And he goes, "Oh, it's not fair enough. I bet you're a fucking Putin supporter, aren't you?" And I was like, <laughs> oh, God. "I was like, what?" I was like, "Okay, now I'm like getting into like a race conversation with this very drunk <laughs> yeah, man at Weatherspoons. To... I'm not getting a race involved. war, but we're all white here. Yeah, so, like, except for one guy who is not even in the conversation anymore because he he left." <laughs> Yeah, so clearly he said something like, oh, sometimes white people really piss me off. Yeah. And then left. And then this guy's been like, right, I need need to, like, people to back me up on this. We didn't back him up and he got really mad about it. (sighs) Okay, so he's like, oh, so you're a Putin supporter, aren't you? I bet. And we were like, what are you talking about? And he kind of meanders over to us. Me and my friend are just standing there smoking. He goes, oh, you've got massive boobies. And we were like, just like dumbfounded. And then, because my friend was wearing like, (laughs) you know, a low cut top. So you could see their chest. Cleavage. And the guy goes, oh, you've got massive boobies. And then he points to me and he's sort of like, I can't, you can't see what I'm doing. (laughs) But like sort of miming, like grabbing my boobs. And I'm covered head to toe in clothes because it's cold. And he goes, I bet you've got massive tits and you're hiding them from me. And he sort of like peeps at me (laughs) and he goes, he goes, G cup, G cup, F cup. And I'm like, I just go, this is incredibly inappropriate. And I'm leaving now. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like, yeah. I don't have time oh, for this. Yeah, it's got to, get, got to go. And then he starts getting... Then, because clearly he's offended us, he starts playing the victim and he starts going, you know what, actually, um, I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm not usually like this. Um, <laughs> oh, no. He, uh, look me not in the eye, girls. Um, you know what, I'm actually so sorry. I'm not usually like this. I don't know why I even said that. Um, you've just got <laughs> massive tits. I couldn't... I couldn't help myself. <laughs> and we were like, okay, you're freaking me out because I don't know what's happening with you. Um, and so I start to go inside and then he gets angry that I'm leaving the conversation and he's like, I bet you've never even sucked a cock, have you? And I was like, oh, just just dumbfounded. And then he goes, I bet you're fucking Ooh. vegan. I bet you're fucking vegan, aren't you? And I'd like... I'm just like not even saying anything. Like I basically haven't said anything this whole like, time. He's just having a conversation with himself in his own like paranoid delusions. Yeah, the only thing I've said is no, I'm not a Putin supporter, and that's really inappropriate. And he just starts having this like he's whole just going and going breakdown. He's having a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde moment at the at the weather spoon. Just be like, yeah. I'm not like this. Oh, I couldn't help myself. Your tits are just so. Massive, but we just ended up going inside, and then we were just like both sat there in shock. You have to because it was just like the weirdest series of events I've ever had. The smoking area is either somewhere where you can meet someone, and I think we should do an episode on smoking because, as someone who smoked for like a decade, I have a lot of opinions on it. Yeah, um. But the smoking area is either where you will meet your best friends, or it's like the most. (laughs) <laughs> most frightening people who exist on this planet 
and there's no in between. There's no. never anyone just normal. No, it's like either it's the coolest, freaks. nicest people or com- an absolute freak who might knife you. Yeah, it was really, really odd. That is very strange. Thank you for telling me that tale. That has made me not miss um bars or weather spoons. So yeah. that's something. All right, so I think we should start surfing. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, so we're going to head to Reddit first. Sure. This is in the Am I the Asshole subreddit by user next stop my ass and the title is am i the asshole for walking out of a restaurant because my girlfriend ordered spaghetti wait i've seen this this is like recent isn't it this is really recent it's one of the reasons i decided to do dining oh my god for this episode and i'm just mainly curious in what your take is yeah no i'm excited I, 25 male, am dating a woman, 24 female, named Allie. We moved in together five months ago, and I really love her a lot. Allie just doesn't have great table manners. She eats noisily and sloppily. In a restaurant environment, usually this isn't too bad because of the natural ambient sound. In a quiet room, it's much more noticeable. I don't exactly like it, but I can tolerate it. However, when Allie eats pasta, she slurps her noodles so loudly that people from other tables look. It's completely mortifying to hear people murmur about her loud slurping all the time. I know this might be normal in some cultures, but where I'm from in the US, it looks really uncultured and bothers some people who are sensitive to sounds. I've tried to teach her to use a spoon to spin the pasta into a ball, but nope, she doesn't want to. I've tried to ask her to take smaller bites. Nope. That's how she eats pasta, and that's how she'll always eat pasta. (laughs) We've been to a local Italian restaurant half a dozen times, and each time but one, she humiliated me with her loud, slurpy (laughs) eating. I know I shouldn't care what people think, but I agree with the patrons. It's disgusting. People are trying to enjoy a meal. I finally got frustrated one day and told her that I wouldn't eat noodles with her in public anymore. She can eat alone or she can go with friends. I'll happily drive her to the restaurant, but I will not sit down with her. She kind of blew off my message with an, oh yeah, you're so perfect, I get it. And I thought that was that. Last night, Ali wanted to go to our local Italian place again. I asked her if she would be ordering spaghetti. She rolled her eyes and said she'd get the lasagna. I agreed that that was fine, and we went out for the first time in a while. When the waitress came to take our order, Ali completely went back on her promise and ordered spaghetti. I told the waitress I wouldn't be needing anything, stood up, and walked to our car. I relaxed in the car listening to a podcast until Ali came out a while later. She sat down and started giving me the silent treatment. When we got home, she yelled at me about embarrassing her, would not let me say a single word without shrieking over me, and said that she's only interested in an apology. I refused, and she went into another room to talk loudly talk shit about me to herself, intentionally so that I could hear, I don't know if I went too far, am I the asshole? No. So, what's- No, he's not, right? not the asshole. Oh my god. How loud is she eating for other people to turn around and be like, damn, that bitch will not stop slurping? (laughs) This is what I saw in, like, replies to this, which is, like, how loudly can one eat pasta? And apparently, very. Really loud. I'm thinking, like, 
it's like yeah like literally like a whole mouthful going scooby-doo eating spaghetti level ridiculousness over the top and the fact that she just refuses to tone it down and doesn't care that a whole restaurant of people is staring at her yeah like that's insane on top of that a there's a lot of other things you could eat at an italian restaurant b the talking to herself loudly in another room so that he could hear her is deranged. And I'm just starting to think that she might just be deranged, like deranged. in general. Like I that can't. actually, like reading that last bit, I was just like, oh, okay. Because no, at first, crazy. I'm like, yeah, that really cemented to me that he was right. Because before uh, that, I was like, well, maybe he's overreacting. Maybe he's just sensitive. And I'm like, oh, as it goes no. on, the people staring at her. This fact that this is a problem, you know, not just with him and the talking to herself loudly in bitching about him. So she's just stood in another room just going, oh, fucking Kevin won't let me do anything I want. That's not right. No. Go no, see stop a professional that. at that point. <laughs> I literally, I just can't even envision. Like I, as a person, just generally don't want to be perceived that much. Which is why I had such a problem with last night. Did not enjoy being perceived by that strange man. So I will try and eat my food as quietly as possible, generally speaking, in a restaurant. What would possess a person to continue slurping spaghetti that loudly after people were, like, sort of turning around and (laughs) being like... Damn, damn little lady, you sure can't put it away. If I was sitting at a table next to her, I wouldn't necessarily say something directly to her, but I would very loudly address Brendan across the table like, wow, some people really are enjoying the spaghetti. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I'm a pretty polite person. So if I feel compelled to make a shady comment... You know you're you're fucking that food up and you need to settle down. Yeah, yeah I just mostly will not comment. Yeah, I, well, but, maybe I would only comment with like severely raised eyebrows and a lot of Oh yeah, staring. a direct look. But yeah. surely she could, surely she feels, who doesn't, who, who doesn't feel embarrassed by I that? Don't know. I really don't know. It's honestly quite amazing. Um, but that person is not the asshole. no. It's Ali I, is that's, the that's what the vote. Yeah, the vote ended up going not the asshole on the thread. I also have some am I the assholes. Okay, do you want to do an am I the asshole then? We'll just keep going on this. Yeah. This train for a minute. I've got quite a short one which just made me laugh a lot. And you okay. can tell me what you think about it, but I I know what my opinion is. So this one <laughs> So All obviously right. the title <laughs> is a bad start, but <laughs> Am I the asshole for accidentally calling a waitress a whore? (laughs) I'm gonna say just yes off the bat, but we'll see how it goes. So when I went on a trip to the United States last year, I visited a pizza restaurant in Miami, Florida. At a certain moment, the waitress came to our table and asked if everything was alright. Now in my country, I would have answered this question with Ja, whore, in Dutch, which means yes, it is, in English. (laughs) But when she asked me this question, I mixed up my native language with English and answered, yeah, whore. No. 
Now, I know it sounded dumb just immediately after I said it, but I was really surprised no. when she got really angry at me. Apparently, I'd said something really wrong, I thought. Well, it turned out that Yahoo sounds exactly like Yahoo, which I'd not thought about so fast. She got really mad and when I tried to explain she didn't want to believe me, maybe because me speaking English is totally not understandable. I never felt so stupid and this moment is still painful. Am I the asshole? No, not the asshole. It's just like a really it's dumb... so sad. It's such a... T- I actually just feel really bad for them. Oh my god. Because I would think about that every day every until day. I died. Every day. I poor person. I even still sometimes think about when a waitress is like, enjoy your meal. And I'm and like, I've got you, me- too. you too. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or when they come over just as you put food in your mouth. Yeah, right. That kind of stuff still embarrasses me. Let alone calling someone a whore on accident. Oh, that's dear. so bad. That's so sad. That is tragic. Um, I've got another one. All right, that hit we'll me. run through quite quickly because that one was short. So, am I the asshole for leaving an eighteen cent tip and getting the waitress fired? Now, obviously, sounds very bad. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. But I'll again. They tend to bury the lead. They do. Okay, I was dining at an upscale restaurant. And the bill came out to be $49.82. I pulled out a $50 to pay, $50 note to pay and told the waitress I didn't need change. Goes without saying, but I was planning to leave the rest of her tip on the table as I left. I used to work as a server. I always tip generously. The waitress misunderstood my intentions and said, really? Loud enough for all the other diners to hear. Before I could say anything, she said something like, wow, thanks for the generous tip. Snatched the payment from the table and walked away in a huff. All the diners around me were staring daggers. It was humiliating. I flagged down the manager and let him know what happened. He knows me and knows I'd never stiff servers. He offered to comp the meal, but I said it wasn't necessary. I just wanted to let him know what happened and would be on my way. The manager insisted that I was owed an apology. Made sense to me at the time. Um, She apologizes, gets a tip. I leave. Everyone is happy. Sure. When the manager called the waitress over, both of us saw her roll her eyes as she was walking here. As soon as the manager saw this, he put on his you're about to get fired face. All the tears and pleading made no difference. It was ugly. People were filming with their cell phones. As she was as bleh, as she was escorted to the back by some kitchen workers who probably think I'm the second coming of Satan, the manager insisted on comping our meal and we went on our way. When we got home, my wife claimed I was an asshole for making a huge scene out of nothing and getting that poor girl fired over a simple misunderstanding. I feel like all I did was share a legitimate complaint to the manager. She is the one who escalated it by rolling her eyes at us. Am I being unreasonable? What would you have done in this situation? Who? I think that's sort of like an everyone sucks here kind of situation. Like, yeah. I don't think she should get fired for that, but she really jumped the gun in like reactivity. Yeah. And- I don't know, I probably wouldn't complain to the manager about something like that either. I would just be like, wow, that server was kind of fucking rude. I, yeah. I, I, if she'd have waited, she would have gotten her full tip. Or But now yeah, she's whatever. not going to get one. <laughs> yeah, like that would have been a better justification. Like, well, if she'd been a little bit less uh, hasty and asshole-ish, yeah. she would have gotten her full tip. But I don't think it was need to fire her like get her fired either even though that was unintentional i probably wouldn't have bothered complaining to a manager about that so i think it's a little bit of everyone sucks here she jumped the gun the manager overreacted yeah all bad you shouldn't also be firing your 
employees on like on the floor like in front of all of your customers that's a crazy thing no to do. that also looks really bad i've worked at two restaurants both have sucked shit the managers mm-hmm. have been terrible and uh one fired me via text on new year's <laughs> eve which was actually great because i thought i was gonna have to work new year's eve night at a f- extremely packed restaurant and said i got to spend it with my friends getting extremely pissed oh see there and you I go that's quite rolling nice. down a hill and throwing up a like projectile vomiting red wine and then getting back up and playing poker and it was a really good time sounds great so. sounds like a good night but still unprofessional to just be like oh, yeah. send someone a text just saying you're fired we don't need you anymore. You're fired. Like, that was what I got. I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. The woman called her son Banjo, though. So, like, what can you expect? <laughs> She's one of those, like, white waspy <laughs> women. And Banjo. Just... We thought she was talking about her fucking dog. She's like, oh, I got to get home to Banjo. And we we're like, yeah, that's a dog that's name. That's a dog name. Banjo. Then we realized it was her, like, her little upper class blonde son who's dressed it all in linen <laughs> Can we? <laughs> right so my opinions on tipping yes are that you should do it yes but obviously it's more of a thing in america because that's where most of your wage comes from and it is slightly dependent on the restaurant australians i will also say just don't tip they do not tip ever I have not ever met an Australian who tips. I have not met an Australian who hasn't looked at me weird for tipping. Because I think people over here kind of get paid roughly like 25 bucks an hour. Yeah, you get, well, you get paid your, your wage and then tipping is just Yeah, exactly. So you don't have, you don't have to live off of tips. But even still, I see it as like the polite thing to do for good service. So I always bring some cash with me to a restaurant and try and leave like oh yeah i always tip at at restaurants and i'll tip occasionally at coffee shops and that sort of thing i try and leave like a 10 10 percent 10 15 percent that's what i aim for that seems normal for places that aren't america yeah exactly because again i know that the servers are getting paid like 25 26 an hour yeah so like 10 15 dollars or whatever feels like a fine tip yeah um i just think that the tipping thing slightly has gotten out of control now in that like where was it that yeah you can now tip on like asos (laughs) like who am i tipping exactly who am i tipping (laughs) yeah all these like shopify kind of websites or yeah you can leave a tip like what are you talking about actually i was just thinking about this is um I just bought like a uh, a onesie for my dog for winter yesterday, yeah. and that was like eighty five bucks. And then at the checkout thing, they gave the option for um, uh, donating money to like a Patenko charity. Yeah, which I did. I added in like three dollars for that. Yeah, sure. And then, but then you could also tip the owner of the <laughs> the shop. And then shipping was like fifteen dollars, and I was like, "Okay, we're getting, like, wait, we're starting to get crazy here now." Because like, okay, I've I've bought the eighty-five jump doll jumpsuit. Okay, I've given the three dollars to charity. Okay, I've got the fifteen dollars shipping. Yeah, and now you're like, "Can you do you want to give me an extra five dollars?" I'm like, "That's what the jumpsuit is for, bitch." Like, <laughs> you know? 
like you're already getting eighty five dollars. Sorry, I can't be paying fifteen percent more for everything that I buy. It's just not sustainable at a certain point i know like i get it for servers and like people in coffee shops or like cafes or anything like that where you're getting a personal service or like even i get tipping your like nail artist i think this is it i tip at restaurants because i want the service to financially succeed i tip at the nail salon the barbers and the tattoo people because I want them to do a good job on me in future. So that, to me, is the logic. Mm. Anyway, um, let's continue surfing. Okay. So I this is, you know, quite a good segue because we've just been talking about servers and um, how much it sucks to be one. Mm. So this is 13 server horror stories that'll make you think twice about not tipping. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, which is a BuzzFeed article by Jesse, very Polish last name that I'm really scared to try and pronounce. Says, no, I'm not going to. Okay, Jesse, Jesse, just <laughs> I just first name basis. <laughs> I just that many um consonants. non-vowels consonants. <laughs> that's the one <laughs> in a row. Make me feel very stressed out. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, all right. One, the bottomless refills from hell. I used to work in a restaurant where we would leave empty glasses on, it, on the table. A woman in the restaurant didn't feel well and started to vomit. But instead of running to the bathroom, she started grabbing the empty water glasses and vomiting in no. them. She filled all the glasses on her table and then started grabbing them from others. She filled about five glasses with her vomit in the middle of the restaurant, then left them on the table for the server to clean up and she didn't even leave a tip. (laughs) Oh my god. Nah, literally I'd I'd quit after that. Imagine seeing that like across the room, like you're trying to take someone else's order and you just see this woman just like vomiting. Yeah, into like several different glasses. Like she's just snatching them you're like no (laughs) oh my god um all right the customer was shedding problems had a customer complain about a hair in his food after an apology i got him a fresh plate two minutes later the guy loses his shit and dumps the food on the floor because he found more hair in it as i cleaned up the food from the floor i realized there's quite a lot of hair on the floor and chair where the man sat turns out it was his own hair what what was happening to him? I don't know, just balding. <laughs> like <laughs> rapidly <just> balding. <laughs> in just one meal. He's his own food and just being like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Who put hair in my oh food? My God. <laughs> Such a nightmare. Um, okay. I was working on Valentine's Day last year and there was a couple at a table that seemed perfectly fine. Five minutes later, I walk by the table and witness the boy throw a bowl of salsa onto his girlfriend's face and storm out of the restaurant. A bowl of salsa on Valentine's Day. What did she do to deserve that? I have no idea. Holy shit. (laughs) 
Um, I work at a fast food place where someone came and asked for 10 chicken breasts that we didn't have because it was three minutes before closing. (laughs) He got angry, threatened to call corporate and walked into the men's restroom and tore the urinal off the wall. (laughs) Oh, how? How do you do that? They're like bolted in. Wow. There's a picture attached to it and he really no. did tear it off the wall. It's like hanging. Oh my hanging God. by a thread with a bunch of like porcelain on the floor where he's like kicked the underneath of Holy it. Holy shit. Oh my God. Okay. We had a group of high school boys who always wanted stuff for free. Most of us would just give them what they wanted because we were swamped. One day my general manager had enough and told them they weren't paying for the extra stuff if they weren't paying for the extra stuff they would no longer get it after the rush one of the kitchen guys told me there's something i needed to see when i walked into the bathroom i looked down and saw one of the aforementioned high school boys had pooped in one of their food bowls and left it for us all to find because only because we wanted to charge him for extra sauce holy shit well i mean i mean literally holy shit what is wrong with people I don't know. This is this is know. why I will never work in the restaurant industry again. I work at currently unnamed <sighs> um unnamed coffee chain. <laughs> um and it's great. I did have to clean up a whole smoothie, but it was fine. Restaurant work on the other hand, absolute fucking nightmare. Yeah, really heinous. Okay, I have two more from this list that I want to tell you. I had a couple come in sit down, pick ticks off of each other, and throw them on the floor. When I went over to ask them to stop, they became irate. Everyone in the restaurant left because it was so gross. Holy, is that... I... They must have gone on, like, a hike or something before, (gasps) like, and just been covered in... Oh, that's actually made me feel sick. (laughs) You can't be doing that. That's so bad. All right, and then this is the last one. I was cleaning up after a wedding and found that someone had changed their du- baby's diaper and left it in a pint glass. <gasps> oh my god! I hate people I hate so people. much. Really, I mean, honestly, so disgusting. What is wrong with everyone? You know, like recently, there's been people um, naming names: Molly May. Haig and Kim yeah. Kardashian who are like, uh, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Just mm, no one wants to work anymore. Work. Nah, nah, nah. I'm like, you literally do not understand you anything. Don't, you don't get it. <laughs> Especially Molly May, who's the same age as me, and she became famous at 19 for being on Love Island. I'm like, you have not ever had to experience experience <laughs> working with customer like in a customer facing job where you're literally having to pick up diapers from like under a chair or something i've had like people like spit at me at work and stuff oh, yeah. you know? like people are horrible people are just awful they just they hate they hate you they see you coming and they why, hate like, beyond, you beyond the the concept of tipping just be really nice. Just be nice to the people. Yeah, who do I mean, things I for you in never got tipped. Public settings at any of my jobs, I never got tipped. No, I don't think I ever got tipped either. 
very rarely well we had like a tip jar at the front desk where we would take orders yeah i did when i worked at a bar i would get maybe 10p every other day as far as tips go yeah which would be fine if everyone who was there was nice uh however (laughs) getting tipped 10p every other day and also being like consistently insulted (laughs) just all the time it's like it just it really wounds your soul yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's backbreaking, soul crushing, <laughs> self esteem shattering work. Because not only do you are you tired and sore and hated and you hate everybody, but you also if you work like hospo for some fucking reason by the end of your shift, it doesn't matter like what you've been doing. You look the worst you've ever looked. Oh my god! Yeah awful like i've walked it walked into a bathroom at like 11 after like shutting a restaurant or whatever and be like oh my god yeah i look terrified what is wrong with my face like oh my i looked god. better when i did a 4am cleaning job oh you know my god honestly it's just it's i don't know what it is if if you've never worked in in food service i just don't think you'll ever understand it <laughs> it's like no it's the i think everyone should do it could have. for like even just a month, because I think it builds character, <laughs> it and you really understand does. what other people go through, but ugh, good god. <laughs> Fucking nightmare. You're so fort. It is the worst job. I actually, honest to god, I don't think, out of all the jobs I've had personally, and just jobs I'm thinking of off the top of my head, I would rather do anything than do food service again. Yeah, because I was looking for jobs recently, and I got one. I got a job at yeah. Unnamed Coffee Branch, and honestly, love it. Absolutely lovely. There's not really any cooking involved, so there's a lot less, like, kind of room that for helps. error there, which is nice. Yeah. People are still fucking weird, though. Just, like, just, I, people, I just leaving trash, like, everywhere. I'm like, just, yeah, why are people you doing are just this? messy and people awful are just gross. And everything and it just sucks. But with disrespect. When I was when I was looking for jobs, I like promised myself that I would not apply to any restaurants because there was a few restaurants around town that were looking for people, and I was like, I'm not. Yeah, because you see them, you're like, oh, maybe this one will be different. It's not. It never is. It never is. It, won't it always be. sucks. <laughs> All right. Um, hit me with something else. Okay, so I think we may have gone the same route. Um, and maybe we both looked at weirdest restaurants around the world. Oh my god, yeah. I think yes, we did. I th- is yours The Guardian? Is it The Guardian? Article? No, mine is not The Guardian. Right, alright, you give me your ten weirdest restaurants. I'll see if any of them align with my Guardian article, and if I got any, like, stragglers left over. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what the crossover them. is. Um, I also did a deep dive um, of reviews for one of them. Okay. Which I'll talk about after I've done like the top I 10. also have done this. Um, oh, I wonder so... <laughs> if we've done the same thing. That's interesting. Okay. So, weird restaurants is is now the mm-hmm. theme. Uh number 20, we're coming in with Witches and Britches in Melbourne, Australia. So you could you could mm. take a little trip if you wanted I, to. I I've actually driven I've literally driven past there. Oh. But yeah, it just it's kind of like Halloween themed. It looks pretty fun. It's sort of like performance theater, you know, like dinner theater yeah. situation, I think. Dinner like... and a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty fun. Um, very much that. 
we drove past it when we were in Melbourne for the Formula One. Yeah. And we thought it was witches and bitches. Oh, I wish it was. We're like, what is that? And we were very confused. So we actually looked it up. We were like, what is this place? It was really close by the Airbnb we were staying at. So we were intrigued. We didn't end up going. Uh. I don't think it was open at the time or... I don't know, I think we would have had to Uber to get there, whereas, like, there were so many good restaurants within walking distance, so we just kind of skipped it. I was also, like, a bit intimidated by a place that, like, was themed with no windows because I wasn't really sure what I was getting myself into, (laughs) and I didn't want to have to, like, participate in any kind of, like, audience (laughs) participation pantomime bullshit no i hate that that. if you take me to a play that's gonna have audience participation and you don't tell me that that's what it involves i'm gonna strangle you to death afterwards yeah best believe i'll never talk to you again because i will slump in my seat the entire time looking at the floor and then they pick on people who do that yeah exactly then you're but they also pick on people who look really eager so you gotta somehow look in between (laughs) yeah I just don't know how to handle I won't enjoy the show because I just know that at some point someone's going to be like, get up on the stage. <laughs> and then if I say no, everyone's going to boo me. Yeah. And that, honestly, if that actually ever happened to me, I think I would just have to like change the trajectory of everyone in the audience's lives forever by killing myself on the spot. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, right. Number 19 modern toilet restaurant in taipei taiwan there's another one there's another toilet restaurant that's in la i think but anyways yes magic restroom cafe magic restroom cafe 10 on my list Ah, i see which um i want to just give a little detail about this please the the restaurant oh i thought i was misreading that then but it really says restroom owner instead of restaurant owner. Yo-Yo Lee has introduced toilets as seats in a mix of Asian and Western food, like Jia Jingmian, named constipation on the menu, mm. braised pork over rice, uh, which smells like poop, they've oh, put in brackets. Why? Oh. Or, no, I guess, like, the, the name for it is, like, a... A pun? It, like, rhymes with something in... Chinese for like smells like poop and then for, with Sundays you can choose from the chocolate black poop or the vanilla strawberry sundae bloody number two Awful. and they're also served in miniature toilet bowls I remember this restaurant because Rhett and Link of Good Mythical Morning went to it and no no it just doesn't appeal my one thing I'm really not grossed out by a lot. I'm I got a strong fucking stomach because I like extreme horror. Yeah, I like splatterpunk. I like weird shit. Poop. It's not poop in particular. Not around my food. Uh, not right in front of my salad. <laughs> literally not in front of my salad. But like just generally speaking, it's one of the grossest things in the world. Oh my to god, me. yeah. And. I don't want my food to replicate it in any manner. I it's not a good gimmick. I don't want it to smell like it or sound like it's gonna smell like it or look like it or have any nope, reference nope, whatsoever nope. to it. No. 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 <laughs> Just, Just no. no. Just no. Um so yeah, weird. Uh okay, number eighteen. New Lucky restaurant in Ahmedabad in India. 
if dining with the dead is your wish, the new lucky restaurant <laughs> will cater to that. No, seriously, people eat beside actual graves. The owner, Krishnan Kuti, decided to set up the restaurant accommodating an old Muslim graveyard rather than disturb the final resting place of the unnamed dead. There have been no reports of ghost sightings till now, so it might be worth a visit. So you just eaten in like a just in a in a grave graveyard. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Now this one is fascinating. Number seventeen, Twin Stars Diner in Moscow, Russia. Yep. That's that's number nine on my list. Yeah, so um, everyone in this offbeat restaurant in Moscow, every waiter, bartender, and chef is an identical twin. They even have to dress alike. The restaurant, according to the owner, Alexei (laughs) Kordakovsky, has been inspired by a 1964 Soviet film about, you guess it, twins. Talk about a novel concept. Yeah, terrifying. Twins are scary. I I just... How'd they find that many identical twins? I don't know. They would have to keep their staff on even if they were terrible just because they'd be so fucking hard to replace. Yeah. You know? Imagine having to look for a new server. <laughs> like identical twins only. Um, Very strange. Very odd. Um, very I would strange. be scared to go there because identical twins make me feel weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number 16. <laughs> and this is the one I did a deep dive on. Um, is okay. the Heart Attack Grill in Las Vegas. It's the same, it's the one I did a deep dive oh, on as well, but I'll excellent let you handle news. it. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know. It depends what you did. What I did was I looked at reviews for it. Okay, I found the biggest scandals that have ever happened. Okay, that's there. fine. Then we can both do, we can both talk about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll go into right. that then later. But Heart Attack Grill, we'll come back to that. Um dinner in the sky various cities so you eat basically on this big chairlift type thing it's hoisted a hundred feet in the air i would be sick oh okay i would be sick i hate heights i ha- Ooh, hate even heights. looking at the photos is really like making do you get the thing where your hands and feet hurt when you look at heights Yes, absolutely, because I really, really hate heights. So I can't go on roller coasters or anything. Ugh, like it's like it's like, yeah, my hands and Upsetting. feet right now really ache. Yeah, I've never been able to find anyone else who does that. It's just us. It's just, it's <laughs> Don't know just what's wrong us. with it's us. Unique to us. Um, <laughs> now I actually do really want to go here. Um, the robot restaurant in Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. videos of it? It's like a, a robot cabaret. It's really cool. It looks amazing. Like, I don't know I if I'd want to eat there. I'd probably just have drinks, but it looks really cool. Yeah. You get some half naked women fighting a cyborg. Sounds cool. It's... <laughs> sounds yeah, great. Yeah, it just sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it looks really cool. Number 13, the ice restaurant in Dubai. Although there is more ice restaurants. There's like several around the world, but it's literally just built out of ice, which looks really cool. I'd be more tempted to go to one that's a bar rather than a restaurant because I just think I'd get too cold eating there. But I'd go go for there for like a drink or two quite happily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be waiting like 40 minutes for food. No. That like hunger combined with being frozen would possibly be too much for me emotionally. Bit of a shining moment. <laughs> yeah. Number 12, you've got Alcatraz ER in Japan. It's like prison themed. Yes. There's, this is not the only place it's prison themed. No, but it's one of the more famous ones because they like go pretty hard on Yeah, the, it's like, it's the kind theme. of like gory too. It's like they have like performers that like act out like scenes of gore. 
which is like yeah it's almost a bit up. um like a haunt yeah yeah it is it is like a haunt which is quite fun if you like haunts i don't think i could actually cope with it and i'd get too stressed yeah um this one just looks nice the underwater restaurant in the maldives you just you're like one of them big you know in like (laughs) in the the sea life center in birmingham they have that tunnel that you can go through yes it's like that but you can eat in it and it looks really cool i'd happily go there look at all the fishies and sharks that sounds that sounds really nice so hang on what did you say that one was called uh the underwater restaurant in the maldives uh, okay, because there's another underwater restaurant which is the most expensive restaurant in yes. the world. Yeah, um, which is called Sublimotion in Ibiza. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it costs two thousand three hundred and eighty dollars per head no. for a twenty course tasting menu. Oh my god, holy shit! But twenty courses? I mean, they'll be like. I mean, I guess bites. for twenty courses and whatever but and you are like underwater in like the ocean actually like sharks and stuff going past you so yeah i mean it'd be pretty cool if i could afford to do it i probably would the picture of it looks amazing yeah it looks like an evil like movie villain's lair (laughs) it looks like something from blade runner 2049 (laughs) it's crazy it's pretty sick and I would go there if I became very rich. Yeah. So I understand it. And it's run by a Michelin two-star yeah, chef. Yeah, so it's a good food so, too. It, but it's like the whole experience. It would be really good, but it is the number one most expensive restaurant in the world. Yeah, well, that yeah. that tracks. Um, okay, so number 10, we've got Ninja in New York, which is, it's really dark in there. And you're sort of, you're led through a dingy dark alley, aka the secret passage by some Ew. people dressed as ninjas, mm. <laughs> only to be dumped in a oh. dungeon-like room where you are served some very exciting yet jewel-worthy combinations of flavors, this website says. If that's not enough for you, mm. the ninjas will also be showing some nice magic tricks to keep you entertained for the rest of the evening and like jumping out from behind corners and stuff. The theme there seems loose to me yeah just like ninja themed <laughs> i mean i don't know it's a lot dark, about ninjas ninja basement like I'm like okay is that where ninjas live do they live in a basement <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know i just feel like that theme is not particularly good no it's not strong no we we need a good amount of like kitsch and theming and stuff yeah. for this kind of thing to work not just like oh yeah there's some ninjas and a basement i guess <laughs> yeah it just feels good. like i'm being like, kidnapped then <laughs> okay <laughs> i guess actually you know this is something because um it features in like a couple of like movies and tv shows i like is those restaurants that are completely dark yeah i was gonna say that's one of them on the you list know, you can't, like the blind date yeah like blind that's in restaurant is that in about time is that where they first Yeah, meet? about time. Mm-hmm. Is one of those pitch black restaurants. Because there's, yeah, there's several around the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'd get yeah. really stressed, though. I like seeing what I eat. Do you know what I mean? I'm really visual. Yeah. Um, I even have, like, a mirror in the shower so that I can put my face, like, scrubs and stuff on accurately like i kind of need to see stuff yeah it's just how my brain functions like i actually need it yeah so i don't think i would do very well in that i think i would just keep i would think i would just knock my drink over yeah oh my god yeah and in the food (laughs) i just and also as i said earlier i like to get dressed up 
And what's the point if no one can see you? And I wouldn't be able to check the hygiene of anything. How would I know if there was like a hair in my food or anything? Because I couldn't exactly. see it. It's stressful. But I get it at the same time for some people. Yeah. Okay, number nine, the Labasan Waterfall Restaurant in Villa Escudero in the Philippines. Which basically mm-hmm. you're eating in a waterfall, which seems quite nice. Ah, well, yeah, is what it says on the tin, I guess. Yeah, you have to not wear shoes because the water is like under your table. So the waterfall it basically is one wall of the restaurant and then the floor yeah. is just water yeah. which is quite nice i think yeah. i'd quite like doing yeah. that i think that sounds lovely probably quite loud yeah but that's but, okay eh, that's okay that's okay number that, eight that works fine barbie restaurant lovely cute pink there's a hello kitty one in taipei as well i think it's in taipei yes it's taipei uh, and yeah, it looks lovely. I mean, I like pink stuff. I like heavily themed things. It seems like largely a normal restaurant. Like there's no sort of like dinner theater or like weird, like weird gimmicky shit. It's just cute to look at. Seems like there's a lot of cakes. Yeah, which know? fine, lovely. And um, yeah, the Hello Kitty one is actually like a, a cat restaurant too. Like oh, it actually has cats in I it. I love cat cafes. I've been to one, but I want to go back. It was so cute. Oh, so the Hello Kitty one is in Seoul and oh. the Barbie one is in Taipei. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um number seven, the Royal Dragon in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. I think Oh, so it's a huge it's a I think it's the biggest restaurant in the world. It spans over an area oh. of eight point three five yeah. acres and is decked with over a thousand staff. That's insane. Yeah, 540 costumed waiters on roller skates to serve 5,000 customers. (laughs) Oh my god! And it boasts the largest collection of live seafood tanks and 1,000 pan-Asian dishes. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, But the diners don't just come for the food, it's all about the spectacles. It's got traditional Thai and Chinese music, dance and martial arts shows, the waiters walking on water and flying through the air on zip wires. (laughs) That sounds pretty sick, actually. Watch what you order if you choose live seafood as it is priced by the weight and can turn up to be, like, expensive. Yeah. Like it doesn't say on the menu. You get a massive octopus or something. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, that'll be $800. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, I mean, it looks pretty amazing, to be fair. Oh, yeah, I would go there. I think I'd be kind of overwhelmed by the sheer number of people. But, you know, with a thousand staff, I reckon this. You have to think of it almost as like a lot of little restaurants combined into a very big one. Yeah, well, it's over eight acres or whatever. Like that's just like kind of exactly. There's going to be different areas, so it's probably not that bad. It would be like stressful to be the managers of the place, but like I think everyone else would probably. And also, a thousand staff for five thousand customers seems to be a pretty good ratio for me. I would have thought so. Yeah, I think that seems pretty good. One one waiter for five people. That seems like pretty standard yeah so that's probably one or two tables yeah exactly i think that's that's good yeah number six we've got dans le noir um which is in the dark and there's one in paris london and moscow i imagine other places too where it's pitch black yeah this is the one i'm familiar with yeah so completely pitch black it's all about the senses and the smell and like the sound and stuff Um, Which is quite interesting. Um, Apparently, in the one in Paris, even the staff hired a visually impaired. Hmm. Which is interesting. 
That is interesting. Number five, we've got cabbages and condoms in Bangkok, Thailand. Oh, okay. So appalling for some, quirky for many, is what it says. Mm. Dining, dining in this uniquely themed restaurant can be one hell of an experience. That is if you don't mind being surrounded by condoms throughout your meal. So it's themed around condoms. It's condom themed. Um, I don't love that. Can you elaborate? <laughs> uh, um, let me, I'm looking like, it up. Condoms and cabbages. There's one in Bista. Why is there one in Bista? <laughs> Are they serving food in condoms? I, like, I just don't get, like, what do you mean it's a condom themed restaurant? Do you know what and I mean? Like, all, what? The, all the, like, servers are dressed in outfits made of condoms. Oh, God. And Why? you get, instead of, like, an after-dinner mint, you get a condom. The last thing I want to think about as a, a big penis man made of condoms. <sighs> no. See, I just don't want to think... It's like what I was saying earlier about feet. There's just some <laughs> things I don't want to think about when I'm trying to enjoy my delicious food. And condoms is one of them because you know what I think when I think when I see a condom, cum. Yeah, and I don't want to think about cum (laughs) and condoms full of cum whilst I'm trying to eat. (laughs) No, thank you. I've seen them in real life and they're not great. I don't want it like food adjacent. No, no, it's just not right, is it? No. Okay, I'll rattle through the last four. Number four, okay. the safe house in Milwaukee is kind of like spy themed. It honestly just looks pretty cool. It's not like got, it's okay. not super gimmicky. It honestly just looks pretty cool. Yeah. You have to know a password to get in, but the decoration is really cool and like kind of steampunky, like spy adjacent. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, number three is the Grotta Palazzese in Italy. Um, and you're basically in a big cave and that looks very nice. It's very beautiful. Um, Again, not really gimmicky, just nice to look at. Mm -hmm. The Bird's Nest restaurant in Thailand. It's in like an eco resort. That looks really cool. You're basically suspended in these fun little like bowls. You're suspended from the trees. And it's like you have your own little personal table. And the food is delivered to you by ziplining waiters. They love a zipline in Thailand. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? That just seems like the worst way for a waiter to move around. I'd be so stressed out seeing a waiter zoom overhead with like platefuls of Yeah, what if it fell on you? Oh my god, like, no, I don't, please don't make my, if if I was like at these places, I'd be like, please don't make my waiter go on the zipline. I'm scared. I don't want him to roll a skate. Uh, I don't want him to zip line. I just want him to walk over here calmly. <laughs> yeah, and deliver my food normally. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't need the, the trip from the kitchen to table to be a spectacle. He can do a song and dance afterwards if he wants, but I, I need my food intact. Yeah, ideally. I, I don't play when it comes to hunger. No. Because... I don't eat breakfast. I don't believe in it. That's fucked up. <laughs> I think it's a scam. And then I quite like a lunch, but I have a pretty light lunch. And then I go pretty all out for dinner. And by the time it sort of rolls around, I, I get pretty ravenous. And so you are you are if, a hangry person. Yes, I am. And if I'm seeing <laughs> a waiter 
go overhead of me <laughs> and just like frisbee my chicken uh, like into a pond, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> just and jump in after it. <laughs> right. The last one is the bubble room in Captiva, Florida. Um, honestly, it doesn't seem that weird. It's just kind of fun decorated. It's like it's like maximalist, so that it's like super colorful. Okay. There's lights everywhere. It's completely like filled to the brim with like weird like oddities and that sort of thing. It just looks kind of fun. That sounds cute. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you about a really bad one. I'd love to hear um, about a really bad one because all the others on this list are either not that interesting or have been covered by your your list. Um, your list is maybe more tasteful in the fact that it left this out because this isn't really a weird restaurant this is well it is but it's just also blatantly fucking offensive Mm. so i'll read the the guardian section about this this is called the soul solden 10 coffee in bon bandung indonesia okay okay so the soldaten cafe in bandung indonesia celebrates Hitler as pop culture. It is staffed by waiters in Nazi uniform. On the menu are German nachos, curry worst, and bird nest, whatever that is. And on the walls are photos of Hitler, stormtroopers, and swastikas. What? Owner Henry Mulyana seems genuinely surprised at the outrage that the restaurant (laughs) caused, insisting that he doesn't idolize Hitler, he simply adores the soldier's paraphernalia. A message he emphasizes on his website. This web is not pro-Nazi, says the website. It is matter-of-fact with the intention of exploring Hitler and the Nazis as pop culture. The authors of the web are not Nazis or neo-Nazis. We are Indonesian with no political affiliations. <laughs> I like this f- sort of implication that Indonesians, they don't do politics. They just don't do it. <laughs> They're just not interested. Just the not into it. caused by the restaurant didn't put off another owner opening an equally offensive Hitler fried chicken in Bangkok <sighs> A bizarre take on KFC with an image of Hitler replacing that of Colonel Sanders. Oh my god. Oh my god. You can't do that. I like that you just like, I don't support Hitler, I just really like the uniforms. Uniforms like, okay. are pretty sweet. And I'm like, like alright, sure. <laughs> okay. Always makes me think as I once went up to mm. to go see the blowhole. It's <laughs> just like this big water shoot, basically, sure. in yeah. Australia. Geyser. Anyway, and we went, we went into this like antique store, and the guy was like, we were looking around. He's like, "Do you want to go see some other stuff?" And I was like, "Sure, you know, mm. I like antiques. Take let's me to go. The, take me to the secrets." And he took me to this sort of back room with a case in it, mm. presented it, full of Nazi paraphernalia. Ah, uh, hmm, great. It's like, thanks. I'm gonna go look at the blowhole now. Goodbye forever, (laughs) I hope. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, the antiques world is very weird. Anyway, we need to talk about the heart attack grill. grill, Because this has been blowing my noggin for the past several days since I found out about it. I do remember hearing about it in the past, but it's... I know a lot of things. 
I don't have that much room in my head. It, it drifted away it from drifted. me. It drifted. That's okay. And it all... And this has just been wild reading about this. It really has. So the heart attack grill in Las Vegas, because of course it is. <laughs> it was formerly located in Arizona, which is no better. <laughs> so basically, if you weigh over 350 pounds, you eat free. So that's bad. Yep. And they have like a cattle weigher that you stand on when you enter the restaurant. <sighs> that yeah. feels incredibly dehumanizing and cruel, frankly. But clearly enough people go there for them to keep <laughs> to keep doing it, I guess. Anyways, yeah. they also make you... It's like kind of hospital themed on the inside. Like you get drinks out of an IV drip and you all have to wear hospital gowns. I've been reading reviews. The people say they do not wash the hospital gowns. And so you're sitting in a hospital gown that someone has had meat sweats in because you're getting meat sweats in this restaurant. They do not have vegetarian options. of course. You're getting meat sweats. It will smell dreadful. You know that toilet, that bathroom is getting blown the fuck up. They need to have sanitation workers coming in daily, I'm sure. I don't think they do because from the reviews that I was reading... People say it was filthy. <laughs> the place was filthy. Uh, there was flies everywhere, which, oh my God. No. The waitresses were rude and not in like a fun way where you go to those restaurants where they're sort of rude on purpose. They were just rude. They're just rude. Oh God. And the just the whole thing is insane. But yeah, so the burgers are called like, uh, like double heart bypass, triple heart bypass, quadruple heart bypass, like depending on how many patties there are. And the biggest one they have is an octopus octuple heart bypass and if you don't if you don't finish your food then you get spanked by the waitresses and no you do not get to opt out of it you do not get to say i don't want to be spanked please they will do it there is no way you can get out of it also the burger is eight thousand calories oh my god Eight thousand calories, and it comes with all you can eat flatline of fries, which are cooked in pure lard. lard. Yeah, I was lard. About the lard, bitch, lard. And they put butter in their milkshakes. I actually want to be sick. That's so disgusting. Butter fat milkshakes. <laughs> no, no. Custom also. This is very fucking funny. Customers can also order unfiltered cigarettes or candy cigarettes for children. Oh, good. Well, at least they've got an option for children. (laughs) You can eat your eight patty burger, which is about 8,000 calories (laughs) and and weighs 32 ounces. And all your eat flatliner fries have a beer and tequila, your butterfat milkshake, (laughs) and... a Mexican bottled Coca-Cola with cane sugar, so like the full sugar yeah, version. Yeah, full, full sugar version. And then a pack of unfiltered cigarettes of all things. <laughs> you can't even get the filter. <laughs> you, you're not even allowed the fucking filter, man. Like, that's the bit that's sending me. Why the cigarettes on the side is if it's part of the meal? That's, that's insane. That's insane. You know, like when you go to like a nice Indian restaurant and they give you them mint chocolates afterwards? Yeah, a little after eight or whatever something of a similar ilk with this it's the unfiltered cigarettes that's oh, going hell. away that's gift. crazy Ugh. no <laughs> no no 
Okay, so before you get into the biggest scandals that have occurred yeah. at the Heart Attack Grill, <laughs> I will read you some one-star reviews from Google Reviews. Oh, please. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I found these last night and I was actually like crying laughing. Okay, so this one. Do not go here. I suffered appendicitis because of the lard-filled drinks. <laughs> They got appendicitis. It's the lard. The lard? <laughs> you can't. exploded at the <laughs> restaurant. You can't drink lard. You There's can't. a reason people oh. don't do lard and stuff anymore. I've never consumed lard. You know, you just. Fucking hell. Oh, God. Okay. Um, also, I was wrong. I just would like to say it real quick. The quadruple bypass burger actually has 9,982 <gasps> calories, so it's actually closer to 10,000. Oh my god. And it contains four half-pound beef patties, 20 strips of bacon, eight slices of American cheese, a whole tomato, and a half an onion served in a bun coated with lard! It's the lard that gets me. You can't be doing lard. that. So a lot of the reviews, one star reviews, were just like rude, unprofessional, dirty place. Food made me feel really sick. We all got food poisoning, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Don't waste your time. Yeah, that tracks. Which tracks. <laughs> However, I did find some particularly odd reviews. This is by. This is three weeks ago. This is by someone called Darwin's Fishy Lips. This grill really puts oh. the heart attack into heart attack grill. Yep. There was a lady who was not a part of the staff climbing on the walls and hanging from the lights. She took her shoes off and then it started to thunder. Only when I realised there was no thunder, I was in the floor because the floorboards broke because of her metal shoes. I can see why she would want to take them off. The drinks were very explosive and by that I mean someone blew up because he had a margarita. I ordered a burger and when it arrived I had flies swarming to get a nibble. They really solved that floor floor problem and the flies. And then this is the photo they posted. Um, It's a man with a little goblin fly face. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Is is this place just attracting like shit posts? Maybe that must that must be like it's it. just become a vehicle for nonsense, which makes sense. This is the final one because this is the only one that okay. had a response from the owner. Okay, so this is oh, quite a while. Okay. This is a year ago. One star from Summer McDonald, who's a local guide. My husband had to run in. Uh, during. My husband had to run in fashion show mall. I don't know what that means. I assume her husband was working (laughs) at a fashion show nearby. And when he came out, we decided to get some food. We wanted a burger at a place that might be kid-friendly since we had our one-year-old and eight-month-old twins. We came here and they told us they would have to seat the kids separately from us because there were only four people allowed per table. They were going to seat our two eight-month-olds and one-year-old on a different table from us. This is the (laughs) stupidest place I've ever tried eating at in my life. I will never return. I will forever let everyone I know not to ever come to this restaurant. That's the most insane thing I've actually ever heard. So, like, I know so much is crazy about this, but you can't put eight-month-year-old babies just on, on a separate table. table. <laughs> um, like, what the fuck do you mean? And then the response from the owner is obviously not true. Some people have extreme psychological problems. 
That was their response. Wow. So okay. that's good. Um, now I would love to hear about some scandals, if you please. Okay, so I'll run through some. I won't get into details of all of them. So first one, there's on mash.com, by the way. The okay. restaurant was called out for sexualizing the nurse uniform. So they, they did make it kind of horny. Like well, it's hooters. a restaurant, isn't it? It's it's part of the restaurant yes, exactly. range of places in America. And they were defying the law by calling their unlicensed staff nurses too. Like you're not supposed to No, because they're not do nurses. That. And they've had issues with the restaurant glorifying obesity, obviously. You know, there's it's a medically themed restaurant, has customers step onto a stage that sounds an alarm if they weigh over 350 pounds, which signals a round of applause and free burgers their way. It's not necessarily super health conscious. <laughs> not to no. say that you can't be overweight and healthy, that is absolutely not true. This just seems to be more like kill yourself with cholesterol yeah well they're coating everything in lard to get free food yeah exactly it's just yeah obviously uh, doctors have seen it as um being very unhealthy yes so this is where we get to some interesting stuff the spokesperson of the heart attack grill died at the age of 29 oh my god so and then he and then the restaurant's second spokesman died of a heart attack. <laughs> um and then a customer suffered a heart attack whilst in the restaurant. Oh my god. Whilst he was having one of the triple bypass burgers. Oh my god. And they had to wheel him away from the restaurant in one of the wheelchairs that they use as a gimmick. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, How have they not been shut down? I I don't know. And then this is kind of the last point. The owner carried the cremated remains of a customer who had died at the restaurant to an interview. What? So let me read this one, actually. The owner of the Heart Attack Grill, John Basso, has built a business around the fatality of eating extreme junk food. Whilst he's never held back from saying his food can kill, in 2013 he went a step further by showing up in an interview with the cremated remains of a customer who had died of a heart attack at his restaurant. Oh he placed God. the clear bag of ash on the table during the rest during the interview on Bloomberg's In The Loop show, saying, I wish that Burger King, McDonald's, and everyone else would do the same thing. Oh my God. Basso calls himself a performance artist who is simply using a shocking way to spread awareness about obesity. No. Mm. No, you're not. Hold on. You're killing people oh and God. profiting off of it and then going, Haha, that's why obesity is bad. Fuck you. Fuck you. Of course people want free food. Anyway. And then he told Yahoo Life, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I'm able to be an artist. Burgers are just the price of ticket for the show. He added, for every Arleman, in brackets, the restaurant spokesman who died because of a heart attack, who dies, we can hopefully help 10,000 people. So he's like, mm. oh yeah, I'm happy with people dying so that we like can say obesity is bad. What the fuck? Basso says he looks forward to the day when his restaurant would have no visitors. But in the meantime, he told Bloomberg, I make good money joking about how bad my food is. 
Um, and then only death is no joke, as the show's anchor pointed out. Oh my god, this guy is insane. And then also just to just to fit, just polish that off. Um, whilst already wading through a mire of controversies, the latest scandal to hit the heart attack girl was a sexual harassment lawsuit against the owner John Basso. Ah, uh, brilliant. Yes. Well, so, yeah. Now he's being um, sued me. for being a fucking pervert basically yeah that, that so, tracks yeah. that tracks <laughs> to me yeah it does track i think um brilliant um do you have anything else or can i give you no, my last I, the only thing i had was about like dinner like historical dinner party rules like dining out at fancy oh, dinner party that is like quite fun like the etiquette so in the 1500s when everyone had head lice because of course they did um, it was part of the table manners to wear a hat at the dinner table so that your lice wouldn't fall into your food. That's so dreadful. Yeah. The ancient Romans liked to vomit and poop at the table. Like the vomitoriums thing is like an urban legend, like myth even. Yeah, okay. But they would have servants tickle their uvulas with feathers so that they would vomit into like a little like pot at the dinner table. <laughs> So they could God, continue at to the eat, dinner table. and then they would also Ew. shit into a little pot whilst they were eating at the at the table. Man, people have always been disgusting. We've gone slightly better, but not enough. Uh, during the medieval ages, this is on medium.com, by the way. I should have said. Um, okay. In the Middle Ages, swearing and talking about disgusting things at the dinner table was commonplace. As a matter of fact, in France, a place so many of us associate with fine dining, this practice was part of the etiquette. Before carving any meat, it was customary to take a moment and swear at it. <laughs> For, like, good fortune. But can you imagine, like, just about to, like, cut into, like, you know, a roast chicken or whatever, and just be like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> so, that's fun. That's good. Obviously, dogs are man's best friend, and that has always been the case in ancient Rome, apparently. Dogs were invited to every big dinner party, so every guest or family would have to bring a dog to the feast as a matter of good etiquette. This was because, first of all, dogs were a status symbol, and also the dogs were used for waste management. And so every scrap of food that would fall off the table, the dogs, the sea of dogs that were there sea of dogs eat, oh my god eat the scraps but yeah that's wow. kind of it i mean those are just some of the stranger ones from from history but yeah, i just yeah. i just really liked the the head lice one that you'd have to wear a hat at the table it's so foul it's like all the people like shitting behind curtains and stuff yeah too. what was that I also was reading about deadliest dinner parties, um, and I just was reminded very fondly of Rasputin, where he went to a dinner party at St. Petersburg. I can't remember who... I don't remember the whole story with Rasputin, but anyways, they served him cakes and red wine containing enough cyanide to kill five men, and he just ate it and had no problems. Wow. (laughs) He was just like... Yeah, actually, that's fine. (laughs) He then died of a gunshot later that day. But the cyanide, not a problem. (laughs) Later that day. (laughs) Later that same event, he was killed by gunshot. Oh my god. But the cyanide red wine did not even phase him. Not an issue, just a bit of lean. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right, 
I've got a fact and an article to finish off with. Okay, that's fine. The fact is about the Hamburger University. So the Hmm. Hamburger University is a training facility at McDonald's Corporation Global Headquarters in Chicago, Illinois. It instructs high potential restaurant managers, mid managers, and owner operators in restaurant management. More than 5,000 students attend Hamburger University (laughs) each year. And over 275,000 people have graduated with a degree in hamburgerology. (laughs) Hamburger University. (laughs) It just really tickled me. Um, Just hamburgerology. (laughs) Sounds like something you could get your sims to do. Like that could be a sims career. It's like in Subway. Like I was looking for jobs obviously a while ago and one of the jobs that came up was uh, Subway sandwich artist, which I really Mm -hmm. like that you'd be called a sandwich artist. I know. I love that they call it that. That's so good. It makes me laugh a lot. That's good though. I want to go to Hamburger University. Right. So for my final point, I was going to do the seven most horrific crimes to occur at a Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> Why did you save it till now? But um, I'm not going to do that one because it's actually incredibly fucking grisly and no, awful. No, I need to know. So you have to look that up in your own time. Fuck so instead I'm you, doing man. 18, I'm doing 18 Chuck E. Cheese employees share their work horror stories, but I'm only going to like select like three or four. Okay, that's fine. And for those of you who did not grow up in America, like we did, and did not know what Chuck E. Cheese is, Chuck E. Cheese is basically a pizza restaurant for children that has like arcade games and um, animatronic animals that sing and like guys that walk around in costumes yeah you know it's a big kids yeah i mean i'm sure you're probably familiar with the concept of five nights at freddy's which basically yeah which was inspired by the concept of chuck e cheese essentially it was just very creepy it's horrible i hated going there as a kid I remember Chuck E. Cheese once hugged me on my birthday and I cried. Cried, a yeah. Lot. No, I remember. So... I remember our Chuck E. Cheese too, because the one in West Virginia had not been updated since the 70s. No. So we had the Ugh. old ass. We still had Uncle Clunk. Uncle we Clunk Uncle... was not my friend. Uncle Clunk from when it used to be Showbiz Pizza Palace. Yeah. And he's um... he was not my friend. <laughs> No, the wolf with the ventriloquist dummy too was not great either. Well, at least we the didn't have the bear. clown. No, the that's clown true. is the worst one, but he was a rare, a rare sighting. I think. I think he. I think the clown was only at like three. Yeah, we um, did not have him. Yeah. Anyway, so um, we'll go to the first one. So this person said, "I worked there for five years." Here's a few things I can think of off the top of my head in you know regards to horror stories. One, a couple was busted doing coke off one of the tables. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, two, one of the servers once dropped a pizza that came out of the oven. He put it on a tray to take out and dropped the tray top down on the floor. It was busy as hell, to, uh, as busy as all get out. So the server took the spatula, went all the way around the pizza and flipped it over. The pizza looked perfect. He looked at it and said, forget it and served it to the party. <laughs> oh, God. Um, 
a group of adults had a birthday party for their dolls. They brought oh. them in, bought cake, pizza, and tokens, and made the server take their order. Oh. And uh, all the sexual acts that happened between the co-workers. In fact, one of the manager's kids was conceived at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh, no. Which is... That kid is really haunted something. by the soul of Chuck E. Cheese, of Charles Entertainment <laughs> yeah, Chuck- Cheese. Chuck E. got rebirthed. <laughs> I would actually up. watch a horror movie about someone <laughs> conceiving a baby at a Chuck E. Cheese and the animatronics possess the baby. Oh my god. Good. Um, so this is interesting. This is uh, this title is called A Highly Unfortunate Attraction. So it says, where do I start? I guess the best one was a customer who had lost touch with reality and fallen in love with our animatronic <gasps> Helen the Bird that oh. was on stage. He brought her an engagement ring at one point and was banned from the establishment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's grounds for that's grounds for banning. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna try to There was also at the, the time. Bird. Literally, there was also the time that my friend was in the mouse suit, forgot to strap the head on, and had it fall off in front of a birthday party of children. There's a lot of screaming and crying involved. (laughs) Poor kids. Absolutely traumatized. (laughs) This one made me piss when I read it yesterday. I was the horror story in this case. I worked at Chuck E. Cheese's and one day I was asked to go wake up Chucky for a birthday party. This meant I had to go put on the suit and take some pictures and dance. So I go to put on the suit and I come out to the party and the kids are so excited to see me. I did my little dance and the group of kids really wanted a picture with Chucky. I had a cold and I wasn't really feeling well and inside that Chucky suit is hot. So I passed out (gasps) mid-picture and dropped to the floor. When I came to, all the kids were crying hysterically and yelling, Chucky's dead! (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! My co-worker dragged me by the shoulders into the back room. I ruined three birthday parties that day. Oh no! Oh, it's so tragic. Oh, God. Um, so, I, yeah, I've got one more, I think. Okay, that's fine. So, I was a Chuck E. Cheese star cast member for a while. 15 minutes before I was going to leave on break, a child peed inside one of the crawl tubes. There was a general manager on site who proceeded to tell me if I didn't clean it up, I shouldn't bother coming back. Needless to say, I crawled up through the alternating plastic floors only to find out that it was not only piss, but also poo. Since it was Chuck E. Cheese, we did not use normal cleaning products that would have made the cleanup easy. We had a non-toxic sanitizer and a pink cloth that was porous. After spraying the poo multiple times to sanitize it, I went in to scoop it up. This is when I realized I made a terrible mistake. Poo was flowing through the holes in the wipe. It was like one of those toys with the Play-Doh hair. Once the job was finished, they gave me five minutes to eat in the break closet. (laughs) Oh my god. No. No, I would quit after that. I know. <laughs> no. No. Simply no. Um, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese needs to be shut down for that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 everything I've got for you. Yeah. Um, before we head out, I would just like to ask you, out of all of the big chain fast food restaurants, what is your number one favorite? Big chain fast food restaurants. Um, you know, I am, I am a big fan of Subway. 
I'm sorry. Subway's in my top five, for sure. Yeah. I do. I just love Subway. Their tuna mayo sandwiches. I'm sorry. It's just so good. I could (laughs) eat that forever. I love them. If I'm going to go off of quality, I'm going to say a porto which is a Portuguese chicken chain in Australia. Yeah, we do not have that in the UK. Or Taco Bell or Pizza Hut. Yeah, I've seen that. We have Pizza Hut over here, but it sucks. Pizza Hut in Australia is really good. Mm. And if I'm going off just like something that I just crave a lot, mainly because of their sour watermelon with apple bursties drink and the, the big fried chicken burger... I gotta say Hungry Jack's. Again, we do not have that here. It's it's the Australian version of Burger King, but it's much better than Burger yeah. King. And you can swap fries for onion rings, and I love me some onion I rings. I do love some so... onion rings. Now I want onion rings real bad. So those are my, my favorites. So it's like Hungry Jack's if I'm like hungover and just wanting something greasy. And if I want something that's like good money that good quality for my money it's probably more like a porto okay well that's fair enough i don't have any reference point for any of those things but it sounds good yeah that's fair (laughs) um also as like a pescatarian there's not like we don't have like um red lobster in the uk and we don't have what's it yeah well of course olive garden and red lobster i would rank highly but i haven't been to them in like well over a decade now so yeah the uk doesn't really do like fast food in the same way i think they're too like health conscious yeah well they're getting worse but yeah it's getting worse um so maybe i'll have better food at some point (laughs) yeah hopefully with some seasoning we'll see we'll see we'll see how we'll see how it shakes out ultimately yeah all right well i think we have covered everything we need to cover i do feel like we might have to do a mini episode about the horrible crimes of chucky charles entertainment cheese i do think that there is more potential for this theme down the road absolutely like we could specify on like kids restaurants next time because i used to go to a lot of weird kids specific restaurants yeah and they're fucked up venues so um, we'll revisit this at some point. If you have any stories out there um, regarding Chuck E. Cheese or anything like that, please send it to thewebsurfaspod at gmail.com. But for now, I think I'm all wiped out. I reckon it's time to hit the beach and have a cocktail. If you want to surf with us again, we'll be back in two weeks. Next time, we'll be discussing fitness and everything that comes with it, such as going to the gym, dieting and weight loss, and the trauma of being awful at PE. Thank you to our editor, Beck Gray, our executive producer, Brendan Hill, and Jonathan Boyle, the composer of our theme song, Phantom Fun. We've been the Web Surfers. See you next time. Bye!